you want to stay in the street, just take a picture. <laughs> Name is optional. We will collect these at the end. So you don't need to write them all down right now, but as we go, the questions arise. If you think of anything you want to add, by all means, please do. So the quick survey, how many have actually used it for academic type stuff? No takers. How about use it for play? Play, okay, it's fun to play with. It, it, it's like YouTube, it'll suck you in, and it'll look like, it, 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 it grabs you. How many fear it? In all honesty. Okay. How many like it? It's just powerful, and you do a whole bunch of stuff powerful. It is powerful, amazingly powerful. Anybody have any experience that they'd like to share? Anybody that's used it, played with it? Well, when I was playing with it, I was sitting in my living room and I opened up one of my payroll accounting tests and it started asking me to copy and paste in the questions from the textbook and it passed. Um, then my husband is a retired textile guy and uh, he used to teach a textile university class and I asked him, give me a question, you know, about textiles and so I typed it in and I read him the answer, and it asked about you know thread count and warp and weft, and it used all the right terms. And he says, "Yes, the answer is you know pedestrianly correct." Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, "Okay, this is if it's free to students, this is an amazing how, answer. How do we outsmart it with our question?" By the way, it scored a forty-six percent on my accounting exam with eighteen percent too heavy. I'll talk more about that. I've done some experiments with it in the classroom. So we'll see where that has gone. Other examples? Any other experiences? Can you explain what it is? I know I'm going to get to it. We're going to go to the background. You're not the only one. It's basically, you type in a question, I'll call it Google on steroids. So you go to the website, and you get to them typing questions. You're a big government guy. That's good. All right, so I'm going to introduce Mfon. I've known Mfon for five years now. He's been active. He's active in AAA. He was at CDLA, CLC, maybe, and CTLA. Former, former CTLA. Um, so I met Mfon in the Midwest. We both in the Midwest uh, five years ago. He was in Chicago at a AAA meeting. Uh, he was doing a session on tech. Um, and I'm a tech geek from way back when, so we compare those, and we kept saying, well, we should do something together, and we are. So here we are participating together. Uh, he's got over 10 years of banking experience, three from Morgan Chase, got a doctorate. Uh, he's now in Methodist up in North Carolina, Hyattsville, and is now here to share his insights and wisdom. Um, so his own YouTube channel and get some cool things from him. So I'm gonna hand it over to you. Give some more background on what it's all about. Okay. Do you have a question, Mel? My Chartered Global Management Center. And AFC CPA certification, which is where lots of have a CPA. I was worried about Sophie. So, Scott, all of the images in this uh, presentation are AI generated. I was worried about this image. <laughs> it would look better than, than I do in real life. So I was a little worried. 
Jeff Scott said we met in 2018 in Chicago at AAA, and we we hadn't connected until uh, actually we connected through ChatGPT. So I'm gonna give a little little origin story. Um, I follow Scott on LinkedIn, and I mean he's a LinkedIn guru. You know he has this newsletter, and similar to what you mentioned, he posted an article on how he uh, tested. ChatGPT with his homework. I think it was a test or it was an exam. And I thought it was really interesting. So then I said, you know what? I'm going to go. I pulled CPA questions, audit questions, fed it to ChatGPT. And, and I recorded on, like you were saying, I recorded on YouTube. And then I posted the video. He saw the video. He was like, hey, wait a minute. I didn't know you could copy and paste the whole question and then get the answer. So then we started going back and forth, and we were like, hey, let's, let's, let's start researching on this. Let's start sharing notes. So that's how we came together on this presentation, started working together with ChatGPT. And Scott Bell, uh, he's, he's a, a professor at Brandon Florida uh, University in South Carolina. So what's really interesting about ChatGPT is, is they opened it up online for free November 30th in 2022. So it's, it was free to access, free to use, and within less than a week, they had a million users. They had a million users. That's more users than Netflix, more users than uh, when you think about Facebook or Kickstarter. So they were the fastest platform to reach a million users. Um, the other thing that I think is very interesting when we think about this is that within uh, in two months, it reached 100 million uh, monthly active users. This is interesting to me because if, if you've heard of uh, KPIs for social media, uh, they use what they call a daily active users, the DAO, and monthly active users, the MAO. So we call this DAO and MAO. So if you measure it as if you're measuring social media, it passed TikTok, it passed um, Spotify, Instagram to get to 100 million users in just two months. So I thought that was very amazing. And it's not, if you think about social media, it's not really social media. You know, so I thought that was very interesting to uh, tie it in. And when you think about AI, AI has been around for 60 years in some shape, form, or form. And lately it's developed into this generative. into generative AI in the form of what we call a chatbot. So I think to answer your question, what is it? They call it a chatbot, and it generates content. It generates content. So when we talk about AI, it's not intelligent, but you can chat with it, it can produce content, it can answer questions. One of the other things with uh, ChatGPT 
it's not the only thing out there. So when you think about these chatbots, Bing, so Microsoft has developed and they're incorporating the chat GPT technology in their search engine. Google announced they're going to incorporate Bard, they call their, their chatbot Bard in their search engine. And then recently, Facebook, or Meta, I should say Meta, Meta has announced that they're, they're uh, introducing their uh, Llama platform. Now, also, there are other platforms which we've uh, used and, and talked about, which are called Active AI, uh, and which is very interesting as well. It's a generative platform, but it's based on Turnitin data. So if you heard of Turnitin, they've, they've signed a contract with Turnitin and use their data, and whatever content you generate, it will pass as a type of training and they give you citations as well. So you can you can tell it to write a paper, it will write the paper, it'll give you in-text citations, and you can have it write uh, MLA, APA, and it'll generate your content for you within seconds. So who gets the degree on that? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. That's a good question. So you know, it, all of these things are very interesting. So with when we look at how when we look at how it's developing, just when we speak about ChatGPT, there have been different iterations of ChatGPT. So if you look at GPT, GPT-2, GPT-3, and right now we're at GPT-3.5, and they're going to release GPT-4. So, so it, they've been building on that platform and it's been growing. So it's interesting because GPT-3 has been around. So there's been been the backbone for other programs like Jasper. So there's other programs or platforms that have been using it where you can generate content. So it's been around, kind of in the background, and at GPT 3.5, now it's in the forefront. And they're going to uh, roll out their GPT 4. The other thing which um, Scott and I have talked about, which has been interesting, are the updates. And I think this is going to be remarkable. So they released GPT 3.5 November 30th, 2022. And then um, as we were testing it, so I, I used um, some of my uh, accounting exam, which would have a lot of math calculations. It had problems with the calculations. Then they did an update January 30th. So the, the, those problems were gone. And then they did another update. So it got, it got better, but, but it, it, in other words, um, it's been improving. So January 1st, they, they did one update. February 13th was the second, the next update. And I was joking with Scott, while we were in this meeting yesterday, I logged on to, to chat GPT. And you know, just to, to check things, check the, the, the Wi-Fi. And then when things were over, we got up here and logged in, they've already updated the software again. <laughs> so they've updated it again. So there's more and more updates. So they're really aggressive with the updates and developing their software. Where this will go and where it's going to move, you know, that's the next question. So you can see the progression when we talk about the timeline of 60 years. Once we get a little bit closer to 2023, 
you see that that PPP screen, you see the gallery and certain things on the three point five, and then now when you move into where we are now in ten point three, you see Bing, you see Bard, you see there's Meta, and then there's other uh, platforms that are in the uh, learning space as well. And it's it's very interesting. So who's going to get the grade? I think that's the big the big question. Go ahead. Open AI. Open AI. Yes, and Microsoft is a large investor. Elon Musk. Microsoft is in a billion dollar venture that started out. Now Microsoft owns 49% of the big 10 billion. Amazon looks interesting, $26 billion, but only 10 billion is open AI. And they are, that's the big integration that Microsoft is in. So, so, let's see, you can use it. <laughs> we'll talk about cheating, don't you worry. Well, well Microsoft and Google, because Google, <laughs> Google uh, has cheated. Um, but if you, we've got this slide in here, I know it's hard to read, but if you go to the link, you download the slide, this is a detailed timeline of the progression of AI, which is very interesting. All right, by the way, how many of you have used Siri Alexa, that's, that's the same idea. They, they have built-in artificial intelligence. Already, there are a lot of applications out there that you use now that are using artificial intelligence. So it's not really new, it's just accelerated over the past five years because of computing power. 60 years ago, as Antoine mentioned, we had the opportunity to, to create the word artificial intelligence, start using it. Uh, there was whole bunch of series of vintage computers using this stuff, trying to emulate and have that conversation. And the Turing test that was on the timeline is, we have a conversation and think we're human. And the Turing test is all about Everything was failing the Turing test for a long time. Now, the test is really the better thing to do. But we're going to talk more about the ins and the outs and some of the fears and some of the concerns that go into using it, making you aware of I want to bring your attention to Gartner Hype Cycle, because it's kind of cool. Because you'll think about it, we are in the peak of inflated expectations right now. It answers all our questions. It gets everything right. It knows what we're doing. It knows even before we even think about it, it's doing it. But it's not. So I went as fast as you can. That was cool. I have since tested it since the late the mid-February release, and it's still funking my head. So don't worry on your accounting exam yet. Um, it's still bad at math. You can't divide and multiply real well or addition is such a, such a question. You'd be surprised if you can do But it is a powerful tool. It's generative, but it's not smart. So Correct? Would you say that that's the way at this point to that GPT treat the test is don't ask what is social security, but instead say John makes X number of dollars this week. What is the social security that will be withheld today? Two, two words. Like every question my students ask, I use two words as an answer. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll talk about that. Okay. Yeah. Those big guys use two words. You're right. There's, there's a lot of concern. It's cheating, it's collaboration, it's stealing. Uh, who gets the credit? Who gets you know, who graduates? Yeah. 
Those, those are interesting questions to ask. But the reality is, the tools are there, our students are using it, and if we don't, then our heads are going to be on. So right now we're at the peak of inflated expectations. Profit disillusionment when we realize how wrong it is. If you ask for books, maybe there's 20 great books. Four of them don't exist. It'll make up the names of authors, make up the names of podcasts. It makes things up. So you say, wait a minute. Now, you as a professional will look at the answers and say, that doesn't make sense. That's wrong. You know, qualified opinion versus unqualified opinion. Chat GPT thinks qualified is better. Sounds logical. All my students know unqualified is the right answer, even in the 201 basic accounting class. But Chat GPT doesn't know that. But some of the logic behind it, when it gives you the answer, Actually, that's not bad logic. Then it took a left turn. So as a professional, you'll understand it better. That's why we need to teach our, our students to effectively do this, not just figure it out. So we're going to go to the cross of disillusionment where it says, this kind of doggy stuff doesn't get anything right. And we will be using it for quite a bit. And that's the direction we're heading. Let's go a little deeper dive. I saw the cartoon earlier this week. I thought it was not appropriate. So I didn't see but kind of the argument factually incorrect. So back to the fact, students are using it. I took a survey of three of my classes. One class, over two thirds of my students were using it. I said I use a school, work, home, whatever, over two thirds using it. Another class, over half my students use it. Another class, just over forty use it. And not everybody's using it. There's half are. And if we're not, we're standing behind the eight And again, all of these images are either generated by Dolly 2 or something called Midjourney. Much like Midjourney is certainly better than the tools that are generated for that So if we're looking at Oh, the numbers, 100 million, too much, and accelerating and growing, and then everybody else is using it. Not only is uh, Alphabet and Google, Meta and Facebook is in the game, Amazon's in the game, IBM's in the game, and there are a whole bunch of others that are getting a lot of funding to do it. If we look at having our students think critically, I'm integrating in my class, and I'll ask the questions at the beginning of class and end of class, and then we'll go through the answer and troubleshoot. We'll try to figure out what's right, what's wrong, and where does it fit. Because then you want them to know, hey, I trust this, that's what it needs to do. As a matter of fact, you go to a lecture and someone says the sky is blue, and they say, yeah, the sky is blue. And then next week, the person says, okay, yeah, the sky is white. Talk about the clouds. Oh, yeah, the sky is white. And if you ask your students what color is the sky, nine times out of ten, they'll say white, because that was the last thing somebody said. Told them, let alone anything else. So we need to have that critical thought process ready and ready. So our faculty needs to step up. And as one of my colleagues said, bank tires saying that some of tires can tell they're drama I'm learning. Others are saying, I'm getting out of here. Getting out of Dodge is really serious as a lesson. So I, I don't think anybody here is on that track of getting to be a hope. But we don't need to escape it. The tires are smart to do that. Sound smart? It doesn't mean it is. Artificial intelligence. Oh, it's intelligent, right? It has a severe limitation. 
it lies. Then it makes things up. It's a word generator. What's the last word? And probability is the next word is this, and probability the next word is that. It's, it went through a lot of data. But it only has certain amounts of information, and it's projecting the probability, saying, what was the next word? I, I've been on the web, and I did a whole bunch of stuff. Sounds nice. 
It didn't happen. Not the case. So exactly what's the definition of Reflection and bias. Anybody may have biases? <laughs> Anything on the web is biased. <laughs> <laughs> liar, liar. <laughs> I don't mean to be a liar. But you get the idea. It's going to reflect what the input. Okay, the term garbage in, garbage out. I give you an answer for garbage in, gospel out. You put junk in, nice printed on a spreadsheet, but nothing else to write. It's nice and neat, all in letters, right? Wrong. Now you translate the spreadsheet and wrong. So it's definitely biased. And now we've got that academic integrity question. What's the source of this stuff? Are we feeling stuff? The art, we were talking about Mid Journey and Dali Two. Mid Journey art last summer, Pueblo, Colorado. First place in an art contest. Grand Rise, whatever it was, the state fair. It was contested by saying, wait a minute, that was generated by AI. So no, it was the artists who use AI to generate the art. Who kept the first place? And there's probably millions of rules next year about admitting that kind of art. But it was an artist generated it, even though it became a tool of AI. Now back to your question. Is it teaming or collaboration? As soon as our students graduate college, they're collaborating, right? They're working with their peers, they're on a team. And that's why our students don't talk to us like that. You've got to work with such an kind of work. We want you to learn, and we do. But how is that going to, how do we change in our classrooms to effectively help our students understand the balance? And I'm not doing check marks, but there's even a paper with three check marks that say what is this grade actually? You know, someone bowed out, made that kind of thing. It's probably given. I'm having more problems lately with students not participating in their classes. It's amazing what it does. I suppose you can summarize a website. You can put in a three-page article and say summarize in a paragraph. This saves a lot of time. It's going to say someone summarize a book. That gets it wrong, but the summaries aren't bad. True power is a string though. I do a lot of work with folks. I sometimes go dry. I sometimes ask an outline. I teach Sunday school. I've asked them to give me an outline for you know, social welfare, some, some, some problem. And gave me an outline for a course. Said, this is an idea. Can I do a deeper dive? Give me some resources. Give me some more ideas. But it's great if you're a professional using it as a tool for the right job. You don't need a sledgehammer to end a picture, right? I mentioned I had over 100 I'm not fluent in all of them by now. But it is amazing if you can pick from whatever you know, Java, you know, AI, or you know, so, We're going to do prompt engineering. By the way, there's a new job title called prompt engineer. Anybody heard of it? It's how you prompt, You great question. How do you ask in the dialogue the same way, hey Alexa, tell me about whatever. You know, when, who, who's in this movie, who died, or are they still alive, or give me a song with a title or something. You can ask those questions. Here you just do it in text. You type it in as a chat, almost like a website chat. You know, we're, we're here to support you 24-7. We don't have any humans behind it, but we get a chat bot that's going to talk to you and 
ask a question. And we're going to do, we're going to demo that. So okay. when you get a rescued um, answer, can you, as a professional or even non, go back and modify it again? It remembers. Good, good, great point. You type in a question that says, "Hi, yeah, here's an answer," and then you say, "Based on the previous answer, how about this?" And it will remember what it typed, and it will go do a deeper dive for you. So yes, it can, you can go through a flow and make it go, go deeper as you see fit. As you're texting, it's a text conversation. Sure. Mr. Waiter. Yeah, I was just gonna add, just like Scott was saying, you can prompt it, so you can ask it to write something, you know, to summarize something. But you can also say, I want exactly 500 words, and it will write 500 words. You can say, add another sentence, take that sentence out. So you can just continue to ask it to do things and to make edits again. As, as well. Yeah. An example, I did a couple letters back when I was 20 years old. I said, okay, give me a couple letter for a staff accounting job, a big four firm, great. Uh, including experience in Python and data analytics, cool. Uh, add some other information, some background, or look at the resume and add information to the cover letter based on that. So we now have a dialogue going, typing it in, cutting and pasting, and coming up with a better finished product by, by going down that path. So do all the changes that you make to it, do those then become part of the database of the AI, or do you, you keep what you create? Um, it's all theirs. It's all theirs. Okay. Except they give you full rights to use it. All the art that's generated, they don't have a copy of it. It's, except that maybe they stole the art from somebody else, and they're being sued right now. But that's another story. And the same thing with the text chat box. They're stealing information. They, they, they just take two of the web and pull all the same things down. It's right or wrong. Based on the information. Does that answer? Yeah. Um, just a reminder, fill out the next part of your question. With the proposed rubric, I actually went in and said, all right, looking for tips and tricks on oral presentations. Give me 20 tips. And it went down. Now, I started with my own list. It added some nice things that I forgot about. So it went through. As somebody else was looking for academic jobs, Need a diversity statement now. To generate a diversity statement. Cover letter, diversity statement. It came through. Had already written with that other person a, a diversity statement, but there were one or two things in this letter that were forgotten and not included. I said, no, that's, that's not a bad way to put it on. There's no something called Crowbot that does some editing and it's proposed to keep uh, resume, reflections, or lexicon. It keeps including. Upload an Excel file and have it write a macro to grade it. We had it write a macro. Yeah. Uh, that would be great. So you talked about students. One of my I surveyed my students. One of my students said yes, but I'm, I'm using it. There's no programming for me. There's writing. You know, it's hard to read. I can take all day and set it. And I just copy and paste it. And he said, I said, well, are you are you writing any of your papers? Said no, no, <laughs> but I'm using it to do outlines. So and he said it'll, it'll give me an outline, and then I just add it to the outline. Now there's a, there's a commercial site that has banned ChatGPT input for programming because it makes mistakes too. So you got to run it, you got to test it, and you got to debug it just like any program. So the challenge is there. It is right. But it can do Excel macros. It can actually propose formulas and ideas on how to, how to solve them. I don't think it's necessarily tricked on tests. I did. 
is the death of one. Yeah. Wikipedia, the death of Wiki. The internet, cell phones, smartphones. ChatGPT is right now in the same sphere as it I require Grammarly and all my students to do it by the I can tell if you haven't used it because they're using bad grammar. But if they use Grammarly, I want them to use it so that when they graduate, they can use it for their own classes. It will improve what they do. That's not cheating. That's actually a tool that helps them. Well, that was one of the <laughs> no emojis, please. Yeah, I'm only attention to this study. Um, both Empire and I are participating. There's 300 accounting academics. David Ward, uh, Brigham Young, Dr. Jagger. I just, my test is in December. Uh, I, was, I was late to the game with that GPT. I was in the first five years. I was in the second year. So I thought I was a late comer. But, in case I told you in December. But I tested it that week and I got 26% of my results. But overall, in the results, which will be soon published, uh, you can find a review of the economy education. I got permission to share it with the history. Overall, it's actually GDP by 48.2% on accounting. So over 300 co authors submitted the GDP multiple. We did have to give a disclaimer in this paper, so this goes back to how fast this is developing. Had to give a disclaimer the data was collected before the January 3rd year publication. And there's details, there's financial accounting, there's audits, there's tax. But it's still clearly that there's shortcomings. This is the student averages. This is without any partial credit, which is with partial credit. So you can see all of these white bars are still way down below the actual student level. So that may lead you to some of the theories, not all of them. The exam I just gave, I said, here's a question, here's a chat GPT response, here's three other options. You get a choice. Pick chat GPT true or one of the correct answers. I also told them that I was 33 questions on this take home exam, 17 chat GPT is correct, 15 chat GPT is wrong, and I didn't even heard it, I just went in there and I said, here, my question is correct. The question turned out to be about 50%. Just took over. And I went ahead and told my students, you want to get a 50 in my class? Great, just say GPT correct online, you get 50%. I don't encourage that one, but it's a possibility. So it has severe limitations in the accounting side. It's harder to read if your history, humanities, kind of field limitation. Your results, lots of opportunities. It will change life as sure as you know. This is a game changer. This is a life changer. We all know about robotic process automation, like all those two. The tools and AI, what it can do, is powerful. Change is hard, but assessments need to evolve. Our job is to go in and how do we assess this stuff for our Learning objectives need to be evolved. Um, secondarily, as we're talking about doing more in school and the writing and trying to figure out strategies to move home and So, final slide to really jump in on the bandwagon. School systems in Baltimore, Seattle, DC area, New York State have banned Chat GPT from high school. I don't think that's good. I think it's bad. Wholeheartedly. 
happen. The haves and the have-nots. There's gonna be some kids out there that don't have their parents and mom, dad, can I borrow your computer? I'm gonna do some homework. Well, great. Yeah, here's my computer. You take two computers, whatever you want, just my phone. Some kids don't have access to the internet. I'm gonna have one or two parents that have a computer or no knowledge. Now that they're gonna have kids graduating high school that don't have skills, yet we'll have other kids that graduate high school that will have these skills and have played with their sports and this. Schools are gonna expect them to have some knowledge of it before they expect them to have some access. Yes, you know. Students are using against this next week, you know. Probably the least well, since individual gotten it again, I think so. We emphasize critical things in our students. Sapphires are often wrong, but we need to help our students understand and appreciate the good, the bad, the ugly, and the bad. All right, contact information, links of interest to a couple of newsletters. Three of those newsletters have actually stats that you can use to offer them to newsletters. Um, they have discussions of various things like that. Slides are available. And then we're going to go into the live demo. One thing I'll mention before we get to that, there's a chat GPT detector. There's four listed there. The one by OpenAI, which is an active free data developer, scores about 26% accuracy rate. Okay. Wait a minute, you created this stuff. You know the algorithms. You should be doing better. Uh, there's a student from Princeton who will clean the 90% accuracy There's two others. So you do that one year. Turn it in is working on it. They have legal liability, but they didn't work well for one couple years. So they, they, they have it, they have the data, but they have a piece of public responsibility. They get a lot of data. Yeah, they're too and all of a sudden they're going to get blamed and two years work.
writing a paper on Dr. William Champion. And he said, no, I can't. It's not professional. Professional for me to write a paper, but I shouldn't be assigned to it again. Absolutely. So later on, I'm always recording stuff. So when I came back home in the evening, I said, I'm going to ask you the same question. So I did. I asked the same question, and it wrote the paper. And it gave me citation. And some triple A and some, some things came after. So how this will work out, you, you can't say exactly, but it will be acceptable. And this test is just humility in Zoom, and Google will have its own, but it will, everyone will have an open access. Now, every time, by the way, you ask the same question, and you'll get different answers. It will answer differently. If you say, you know, I didn't like that last answer, I've done this in two different classes, right? Similar question. One, I gave you the D in the answer. One, I gave you the C minus. I gave you the C minus. So that was equivalent. So it's not so sharp as the D. So basically, it's the same question. So you'll get a different answer each time. So don't like what he says. Any other questions? Is anybody writing? If you want to write, and well, again, we'll be around you going at one o'clock. Questions can I expect on an interview at Meta? 
far as this was in Korea. Oh, I would ask you a question. And we just had a dialogue going down. What's the best answer? Tell me about that. What questions should I be asking them? You can ask Paul Rose in his chat as part of your prep for interview. So I, I, I touched on what is the meaning of life in this particular chat. Just like that. We got to teach our students different. <laughs> I hope. Go all in, philosophy. 901. I think to, to the other question about what, what you can ask, I just ask you to write it in 100 words. And so I'm not counting the words, but you can prompt it to edit what you've already asked. If you worship it, it's free. Well, I mean, Google's been free for a long time. This will probably be free for a long time. But I think it's okay. It dodges very well, too, by the way. Just like our students. in advance going into the next section's timing. We actually have submitted to Spark and the CTLA for accreditation. Don't want to cancel. So 2021, Evolution was, was starting out with this uh, so it does not have emotions or personal opinions. Oh, you can ask. But it is given in. Can Pepin translate? I'd like to see the button. 